Hey, this is Josh from Cattle Decapitation. You're watching CMS TV. Aiken presents and I of course am Chris Aiken and joining me today to talk about his brand new single from his band Westbound guy I've known for my god too long I think now I I know it's been since three-legged dog came out and that's a zillion years wow. ago but I think we actually met on maybe one of the bottom tours or something even before that so I wouldn't doubt it because I mean we do, I remember Cleveland we used to love the flats yeah, absolutely. We played down. It was the Odeon. The Odeon, yeah. Still open. <laughs> right. Still there. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. yeah so that, I'm sure that's when we met originally. Uh, probably is. Well, for people that don't know, this is um, the one, the only, the singer of Westbound now, and he's been in many bands that you've heard before, the great Chaz West. Chaz, how are you, man? All right, Chris. How you doing? I am great, man. It's Good. always great to catch up with you. And you make it really easy by not putting out shit music. That makes it super easy to do <laughs> interviews, man. It's always fun to get new stuff from you. I appreciate those kind words. Thank you. Yeah. yeah I don't like, you know, no, I won't put it out if I don't feel like this is really good. You know, like I feel it in my, in my heart and my soul. And, you know, like, yeah, I, I'm proud of this. And would I be proud of this in 10 years from now? That's always important to me, you know? Right. Well, and that's always kind of been one of the hallmarks of the music that you've made in general. You don't make what I call trend rock, which, you know, you, you've never done a record that, you know, you could point to and say, well, that's clearly 1998 or whatever. Your music, in, in a lot of ways, and I'm not comparing musical styles, but in a lot of ways, I would say you've got sort of that Zeppelin, Black Crows, Rolling Stones sort of a timeless style to just straight up hard rock music thank you chris i consider that a great compliment you know aerosmith also you know sure and to me i know they're the masters i learned from the masters you know right uh, on so that's you know you you, you know you aim high you know <laughs> oh well, i think i can only maybe be as good as that no you either do it all the way or don't do it at all you know? exactly <laughs> what's so, what well, dude, you have this new single from your band Westbound, and for people that don't know, Westbound's been around a little while now. It's been what five years ish, five six years. Well, no, it's only been three years or four years, excuse me. Okay, since the record came out, but you know we were shut down because of the pandemic lockdown. Nobody could do anything. Right. So 
streaming shows. So we were in, we, we got out there in 2019 and started making some noise. And you know there was a, you know a, a bigger things that were going to happen in 2020, starting in the spring. And then as we know, everything shut down. So that was uh, 18 months, maybe you know. And so it was kind of like starting all over again, with the exception of being able to do a couple of the streaming shows. That was it. You know, that's all you could do. So, well, can you besides that write? <laughs> yeah, right. Write and record. You know, right. How frustrating is that though? Because you really, you really did have a lot of things lined up, and yeah. you know, we we won't dig back into and turn this into a pandemic. Oh, poor yeah. me thing. But, but I remember because I remember I talked to you for the record. And right. you were talking about there was tours that were lined up. Oh, there yeah. was things that were ready to happen, video right. shoots. There was all kinds of stuff ready well, to go. We broke the ice at least in 20 Yeah. Now we did some shows like on the East Coast. We, did, we started here at the Whiskey A Go-Go in, in Los Angeles. And then, right. and then we did some East Coast shows twice. I think summer we did some. And then we did um, all over New England and the East Coast in, the, in October of 2019. And then we were supposed to start again in April of 2020, and as we know what happened. So, so yeah, it was very frustrating, you know. Right on. Especially well, we start up again. We early. What was it? 2022. We were finally able to do something again, like spring, right. summer, and it was like starting all over again, you know. And mm-hmm. some venues aren't there anymore, you know. They've closed down or they've changed, you know, all the management. The people have, are gone. You know, which unfortunately I understand, but that happens. And so, yeah, in some ways it was like, okay, back to the drawing board type deal, you know. But the most important thing was letting people know that, you know, we're still out there. Band is still together and we did what we could. We did two streaming shows during that time. You know, we did uh, one for the Monsters of Rock Cruise and one for one of my endorsers, uh, Sawtooth Chromacast. So one of our endorsers, I should say. So, uh yeah, so we did what we could to just to let people know that band is still together. We're still we're playing. We can't wait to get out there again. We're biting at the bit, you know, and uh, we're going through the same thing as everyone else out there. So, right. Yeah. Now, 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 Chaz, everything I've heard from literally everybody right now is that right now may be the single hardest time ever to get out there because of the price, because there's just there's less venues, like you were saying. There's less qualified people to work. Anything from a stagehand to a sound guy to anything. Right. Talk a little bit about how difficult it is right now to actually launch your band. No, it really is. I mean, well, you're not launching, but relaunching. Right, right. You know, I at least got the record out there. We did some shows. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. No, it's really hard. And I predicted this. I remember talking to... Uh, Dave Chili Moreno, the drummer, was my bro for like 30 years. I was like, man, when this is over with, and at that point we were thinking maybe six months, you know, <laughs> maybe a year at the most. Okay, we're thinking like a year, but it's going to be dog eat dog, you know, and unfortunately whatever venues are surviving, has survived through it, um, you know, they're going to try to make their money back as promoters and own, venue owners. And uh, I hate to say it, but they're probably going to try and take advantage of the artists, especially a new band, you know. Granted, I've got a resume and some of the other guys, but, you know, it's a, you know, nevertheless, it's still a new band, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's tough. Uh, yeah. Um, but, you know, there's way to, you, you negotiate, 
you know, but I also have to stay firm because they're trying to take advantage. Of, I'm not saying every, all the art, you know, venues and all the promoters, but there are a few that are tra taking advantage of artists by saying, okay, we'll only do the door or we'll, you know, you, you got, we've never had to do a ticket sale thing. You know, I did that in the early days when I was in, early, you know, local bands, but uh, no, but I mean, sometimes it gets to that point or very low guarantees. And I'm like, look, you know, this is not our hobby, all right? Mm -hmm. you know, this is not just, oh, we just go do this on the weekends. We all have real jobs during the week. No, this is what I've done, you know, for, I've made a living 25 years, you know, plus it's been a roller coaster ride up and down. And so we have to make our nut, you know, it's like, uh, we don't, we're not some local band in the bumfuck whatever state. Right. right? And, you know, that I understand. No, we were traveling across the country most of the time, you know, unless it's an L.A. show. And even then, you know, one of the guys is. So, you know, we, we have to consider this is a business, you know, mm -hmm. this is our livelihood. Uh, and that's what it is, you know. So and if you have the right people behind you, it makes it a bit easier. But it's still tough. And, sure. and you hit the nail on the head when you said that. Right. It, it really is. And, you know, it's compounded, at least in my head, right. for a guy like yourself or the guys in your band that do have some notoriety with other bands. Right. You add into it the fact that nobody treats you guys fairly. They immediately say, well, this doesn't sound like Bonham or this doesn't sound like Puddle of Mud or whatever. So it can't be good. And we can't listen further. And that's so wrong because you guys are creative guys. I mean, of course it doesn't sound like that because you got you. The reason you guys were able to succeed in the first place was because you were creative and you didn't sound like something else in the first place. Everybody's got influences, you know. Sure. Admit it, you can hear it. I always can, you know, use the analogy. It's kind of like I took from this band and this band and this band and this artist and, this, and put it all in a blender, and, right. uh, you know, and drank it down. And, and, you know, and that's me, you know. So you're right. And, and, and that's the one of the things that frustrates me right now. I've just noticed that it seems like tribute bands are doing better. They're making more money and getting more shows because. It, well, you know, and I've talked, I understand both sides of the coin. I've talked mm -hmm. to some venue owners and promoters. It's like, well, the people know what they're getting then. You know, it's like, well, it's an Aerosmith tribute banner. It's a Rolling Stones tribute banner. It's a Led Zeppelin tribute banner, Van Halen, whatever. And I'm not knocking those guys. I'm just saying I've noticed the difference, you know, mm -hmm. and how things have changed as far as it's even harder when you're an original band. You know, I mean, the other way, like, I'll tell you straight up, I mean, agents come in like, Promoter wants to know, are you going to do some Bonham? Are you going to do some Zeppelin main? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I'll always do a few songs, of course, because it's part of, you know, it's part of who I am, you know, and, right. and part of the background. Yes, but I'm also, this is an original band, you know, we're working on our sophomore record right now. And and I want to, you know, push that. Yes, I'll always give the people a little what they want. I understand, you know, they work hard. It's their hard, you know, hard-earned money. And they're out for a night, you know, with their, you know, with their wife or girlfriend or vice versa, whatever, friends. And they want to hear some of those songs they recognize. I get it. Yes, you've got to give that. And that, you know, I understand. Give the people what they want. And it's it's kind of a balance, you know. So, yeah. Which I, I, I give yeah. a little bit. I also want you to, you know, understand this is an original band. We're going to be pushing mainly the original stuff. Yes always do some zeppelin sometimes i even start with one zeppelin song just to get the people you know pumped up you know mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so, and, and and it really is. You know, I I just I look at it. I'm a 30 year veteran myself in this business, right, so right. I look at it and I'm always just like, man, what is going on with this industry? You know, like I'll, I'll use an example that has nothing to do with Zeppelin, although we could go there too. But right. there there's a band out there that does Chicago does the band Chicago called Leonid and friends. They're from like Russia or somewhere. They do Chicago better than Chicago does. Right. But, but what's crazy is how much they get to play. Now they tour all over the country and they play the casino, at least here in Cleveland, they play the casino for 75, $85 a ticket. It's like $85 to see a tribute for a tribute band. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy, man. Oh, I know. Then there's guys that are calling themselves the name of that band. Mm-hmm. Names. We're not one original guy's in the band. Sure. <laughs> None of the guys have been on any of the original records. And they're call- using that name. Mm-hmm. Because, well, because, well, whatever. I don't want to go into detail. And it's, you know, uh, look, everybody got hurt during the pandemic and the lockdown. And everybody's trying to make their money back one way or another, or, you know back get back up there and you know i don't agree with all of it but uh you know i'm not the one to judge so yeah, but you know i use that that kind of irks me when i see that right you know? no don't call yourself that you're not that right <laughs> you were playing with a guy that wasn't you know original guy that's no longer here okay fine but no don't you know that to me that's just leaves a bad taste in my mouth sure no i i, I agree man well, let's yeah. move on to let's move on to better stuff than, than that because that's such an ugly area. Yeah, but let's let's talk about the new music. We we you've given us one song so far, which we'll play at the end of the at the end of the interview here. Don't oh. stand in my sunshine. I like it, and it's different than the album than the album from twenty nineteen. Similar, different sounds a little thicker sounding. Like like from a production standpoint, it's a little bit thicker. Definitely, there's a g- big giant Zeppelin esque build up into it, which I love. That's I got. That's where I got the idea. Yeah, Absolutely. I'll- well, talk talk about the song, man. Just talk about the the genesis of this song. Well, the song actually was Roy Z, the producer, and I, who wrote that together. And we were watching a movie called Brother, Where Art Thou? You know, okay. George Clooney, and it came out oh like twenty years ago. Uh, I don't know if you know the premise of the whole movie, but it's they've escaped from a chain gang. It's during the Depression era, and they're running from the law because they've escaped from a chain gang. And they find out this new thing called radio is having music, and you can make money by singing into the tin can. That's what it's <laughs> a microphone. Right. Now, you can make $10, and that was probably worth quite a bit of money back then. So that was the premise. And then it becomes so popular that the governor like pardons them and so forth and so on. But we were listening to the song that they had. They called themselves the Soggy Bottom Boys. And we both kind of listened to the theme song, the main song that that changed their whole lives. And wow, what if we wrote something like that and then, but modernized it a bit. Um, You know, Z started playing some chord structures and I had a bit of a melody and we just kind of, Put it together eventually, you know? I mean, little bits and pieces. Um, and you're right, the bridge, the up-tempo part is definitely Zeppelin influence. But I felt it, you know? Mm-hmm. I want to make this sound like Zeppelin. It's got to be, you know? No, not at all. It was just, it was, it, it fit. 
I mean, come on. I mean, when the levy breaks turns out was, uh, you know, a remake. I had no idea for many years. Right. Some unknown writers back in the twenties and thirties that, you know, went through the depression era and that, you know, in America. So that's what, it, it, that's what it's about. You can Google it. I mean, which I did to find that out. So yeah, that's where the idea came from. That's, that's how it came about. Sure. Yeah. Now, how, how does this song re, um, relate to the music, the other music that I'm assuming you're putting together for a full length release or an EP or something later, later right. this year or next year? Next year. It'll be next year. We're going to okay. have probably two more singles before that. Okay. And there should be at least one more video to accompany that. Um, one of the songs. But yeah, I think it's it's still, I don't want to be like, we're not going to go off in left field and all of a sudden sound like an electric light orchestra or something like that. Who I love, don't get me wrong. I think Jeff Lynn's a genius. Sure. But I'm just saying, we know what we're good at. The hard rock, bluesy, you know. I think this song, I got to play a little blues harp, you know, harmonica, which I love. Sure. You know, I'm no John Popper, but I <laughs> my best because I felt it fit the song, you know. And that it was that kind of feel, and it, and it was just very natural and organic how it came about. Like I said, with Z and I, and the other songs, yes, they will definitely you know fit um, with both the first record. Maybe that one was a little more '80s influence with a bit of '70s, and this is maybe a bit more '70s influence with a bit of '80s, you know. But as I said, you put them all together, and, you, know, you know, and put it into yourself. Is what's modern these days, you know, for right. rock. Most of it's gone back to old school. My favorite bands, probably in the last five, ten years, like Rival Sons, Dirty Honey. Dirty Honey, yeah. Love them. Even Greta Von Fleet. You know, those kids, let me tell you, they've changed a lot, uh, you know, of the demographic, the younger demographic, listening to hard rock again, you know, hard rock metal, because they're, they're you know, they're the same age. Mm -hmm. So it's not like my parents' music, you know. <laughs> it's kind of like, Wow. I love these guys. And then all of a sudden that's turned them on to older music, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s, you know. Um, and I think that's a very positive thing. Um, I know I'll use it as an example. My bassist, Jason Cornwell's son, is 21. And okay. I've known him for years. I'm Uncle Chaz, right? We were <laughs> a few months ago at our tour manager's uh, wedding. And he's listening to ACDC and Aerosmith and Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin, and Van Halen, and Motley Crue, I swear. And like a few years ago, it was all hip-hop. It was all, he didn't want to hear any hard rock, you know. It was all, and it just shows you how things are changing. And kids, they're getting older, they're getting smarter. He even told me, he was like, yeah, they realize the difference between the old school hip-hop rap and what's going on now. And I love mm -hmm. that even notice it's crap. They, <laughs> they can see that it's fake, most of it. It's not real. And, you know, and some of the lyrics are, you know, sound like a porno fucking movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> Honestly. It you know, does. All spade a spade. It's like, I'm sorry. You know, I love some of, you know, Run DMC and, and you know, LL Cool J and, and some of that stuff. Beastie Boys, you know. But they put time and thought and effort into it. You know, if you're going to be a gangster, at least be a creative gangster. Right. You know, <laughs> like Pete and, um, you know, and what's his name? So, um something like that. So they're even seeing the difference and going back, oh, I love this band. And then they realize where it all came from. Like I use that as an example for Greta Von Fleet. So, you know, I think, you know, right now we're still getting over 
this year, you know, the lockdown, pandemic lockdown. Um, but I think I see a light at the end of the tunnel and it's going to get better and better and better for rock, you know, for sure. hard rock, heavy metal, you know, good rock and roll. Sure. You know, what's one of the most encouraging things to see. And you mentioned Dirty Honey, who is by oh, I, far my favorite band of the last five years to come to come along. Agreed. But what I like most about them isn't even their music. It's that they've done it. A, they've done it without a record company. They I, did it by really the hiring the right marketing people, you know. Correct. But but B, and I think this Pretty is most. Yeah. Well, I, what I think is the most important part about Dirty Honey is they've done it the old school way. They paid right. their dues. They went out on tour. They toured by themselves. They went out with Slash, which is, that's a tough gig. You know, yeah. that's a very tough gig. Then they're out with the Black Crows. That's a very tough gig. They've, they've, they're earning their place. They're yeah. not just TNR. expecting it. After Slash. Mm-hmm. They got on, you know, shows with TNR. Yeah. Prove himself. I've seen them a couple times, and I was very impressed. You know, honestly, it's very Aerosmith, Guns N' Roses, which I love, you know. But for a younger demographic, like I was saying, it's it's all new. You know, this is, you know, it's not their parents' band's music, you know, or their right. older things. So that's that's what's cool. It's like, this is all new to them. They're like, this is great. You know, um, they love it. And because and it's real. There's no fake. There's no sampling. There's none of that, you know. Is he really singing or not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> playing that part or not, you know. Right. Enough Definitely. Enough, you know. So. Well, dude, dude, let's swing it back to your record for a minute. Who who did, was it Roy that did the production for your record as well, or is it somebody else? Or? No, Roy Z. Roy okay. Z. Dave Tilly Moreno helped with some engineering, because he's really good at that, too. But it was all Roy Z. You know, he's the producer, as he was on, the, you know, Volume 1. He will be on uh, this next record also. Um, the singles we're you know we get together on regular writing sessions and sometimes we even do it you learn during the pandemic you do it on facetime you know or zoom or something like that right stream yard right um so we've even learned you know that that really was, wasn't happening too much when we first got together on the first record it was more just face to face which i love the most but sometimes schedules don't permit that to happen as easily so it's this is great you know, that we can do this and you're like hey i got this idea what do you think about this and then i'm like oh okay and jimmy also you know jimmy burkhardt i mean trying to bring the band more into you know the writing you know uh as far as the writing aspect of this record because you know that most of them came you know like halfway through the first record you know i got them involved and brought them in as you know as a member of the band and got them on the record but most of the writing was already done by roy z and i and then Brian Tishy and I. So this time I'm trying to incorporate the band members more and say, hey, if you've got an idea, bring it to me, you know? Sure. Or set, you know, whatever. Just, you know, text it to me. Right. Up, say, hey, listen, anything, you know? So that's what I like. So, you know. Right on. Is it, is it, has it been difficult to gel musically? this way because i mean your whole career has been let's get in a room right. let's let's get hot and sweaty and figure it out type of a you know musical creation this has to be all new for you taking a riff here and an email here uh, and a drum part from a zoom call or something and trying to figure all right. it all out how how has it been to mesh as a band and as a creative unit well you know most of the time i try to get together face to face okay you know, even especially working on the, you know, the 
start of a of a new song, you know, the nucleus of it, the, you know, building it. And then later on, you could add parts that you don't necessarily have to be there. But at least I try to do that. Has does that always happen? No, like I said, and and that's one of the positive aspects of having the internet, of having, like you said, all these apps, you know, all these, you know, um, you know, um, like like I, like I mentioned, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. um, Zoom, FaceTime, Streamyard, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's helped in some ways, but I'm, you're right. I'm old school still, you know, I mean, I get an idea sometimes, you know, late at night or something. Thank God I have this phone. I used to have the old days I used to have like a, like a tape recorder, next right. to a little cassette recorder, on the, you know, on a hotel room right next to the bed, you know, and I was ready to press, press record if you have an idea, you know? So it's great. You got a phone right there and I just go oh, and I'll sing it to it, you know, and then the next day or whatever, you know, get together with Jimmy or Roy Z or, or both or, you know, or just call them up, say, listen to this or send it to them, I should say. Right. So, you know, yeah, I mean, but you're right. I am more old school. I still like to get in a room and get sweaty <laughs> and work out, you know, the, the whole thing and put it together, you know, um, so, yeah, it's a positive and a negative thing. I mean, it's kind of the balance, once again, the yin and the yang, right? Mm -hmm. But you make it work for you the best way you can to accomplish the goal that you've set out for yourself, which is to get a next, you know, sophomore, so our sophomore record to make this as great or better than volume one. Well, you're off to a hell of a good start. The new single, Don't Stand in My Sunshine, is fantastic. Everybody should go check it out. You can check it out on all the streaming platforms. You can check it out on YouTube or Apple Music or Spotify, wherever wherever it is that you listen to music these days. Um, Chaz, where should we... Official. <laughs> What's that? Westboundofficial.com. That, that's exactly what I was going to ask you is right. where is where that is but westboundofficial.com that's where you need to go is there merch over there there is some merch there are some t-shirts that are if you go to merch sure enough and we could do that started that during the pandemic because you couldn't burn those they totally sell stuff online you know from the streaming shows that we did but yes there is that it also lists any shows coming up um you know if there's any changes which happens especially now you know um you know so so there you go yeah westboundofficial.com perfect you know we'll link you also to youtube you want to hear the song first i understand hey i'm the same way i want to test it before i buy it so check it out and then if you love it which i hope you do then you can order it for whatever plat digital platform you'd like to use very good well, one yeah. more time it is don't stand in my sunshine it is westbound and Chaz, as always man it's fun catching up with you man oh thanks chris my pleasure man always a whole lot of fun with you definitely Don't stand in my sunshine